0: This podcast is an interview with the Labour candidate for the 2019 general election in the Hitchin and Harpenden constituency. You can hear the other major party candidates in other podcasts at radioverulam.com slash election. Joining us now is Kay Tart. Kay is the Labour candidate for the Harpenden and Hitchin constituency. Kay is a district councillor at North Hearts District Council, where she's the deputy portfolio holder for Environment and Leisure. Kay was born and raised in Hitchin and is now raising her own family there. Welcome, Kay Tart.
1: Thank you very much, Nick.
0: Now, Kay, tell us a bit about your connection to the local area.
1: Well, as you've just said, um, I was born in Hitchin and I, um, I've lived there almost all of my life and I'm now raising my family there. My children are at a local school. I've been working in the community and the voluntary sector in Hitchin for a number of years, and I was elected to North Hearts District Council in May of this year. Um, I'm very committed to seeing change, positive change in our local communities, and that's really what's led me to become involved in politics.
0: What do you think of the issues that matter to people in your constituency?
1: Well, I think that the issues that matter to people in our constituency are the same issues that matter to me as a local resident. And from talking to people on the doorstep and as part of my casework as a district councillor, these things tend to be um, looking at housing, ensuring we have affordable, truly affordable housing in our local area so that local people can live where they choose, so that their children are able to stay in their local area. Um, There are issues around transport, our public transport systems have been decimated and we are lacking in bus routes, our trains are unreliable and so this is a major issue we find on the doorstep. Education is another thing that comes up frequently, Um, a lack of funding for our schools which means we don't have enough resources for teachers to teach our children properly and we also discuss climate change quite a lot Um, and and really I feel this is the biggest challenge that we have at the moment and it's becoming more prevalent in, in discussions we have on the doorstep because people are becoming increasingly aware of the things that they need to do to make a difference.
0: Now, all the parties are promising um, to build hundreds of thousands of new homes over varying periods. Where do you think would be the best place in your constituency for tens of thousands of new homes?
1: I think we need to be very careful about where we place homes in our constituency. Um, What we find when talking to residents is that they don't approve of some of the locations that have been set out by council. So I think we need to make sure in our constituency that we build these homes where we have the the capacity to put in proper infrastructure. Um, there have been areas of greenbelt released, um, and whilst I think this is necessary, we need to be extremely careful to make sure that our green spaces and the buffers between towns are protected. So it's really looking at existing infrastructure, making sure we have the opportunity to develop in, in, um, existing infrastructure to make sure that it can support the levels of homes we are building. Um, but it involves proper research and proper development to make sure that it's done properly
0: but you're always going to find people in a particular area not wanting 10,000 new homes on their doorstep aren't you how how are you going to deal with that if you're elected as an mp
1: i think you're absolutely right it, wherever development is there are always people who don't want it in that area and their concerns are always valid and they must be taken we have to take account of those concerns Um, I think one of the key things in building large developments is making sure that the community comes along with you. So what I've been doing locally with regards to a large development that's planned is talking to people in the community, giving them the opportunity to air their concerns, making sure that those concerns are picked up and taken note of by developers and trying to work out how we can make things work for them. There's always going to be people who don't want the development to go ahead, but we do have a responsibility to ensure that we have sufficient housing. But what matters is that we do it in a sensitive and um, cooperative way with local residents.
0: So you would support the building of tens of thousands of houses somewhere in your constituency but you don't know where, is that what you're saying?
1: What I'm saying is that we haven't identified an area exactly where that's likely to happen What we do have in the north of the constituency, um, in North Hearts is a local plan that is currently being looked at by the inspector so we're looking at areas where we can build these houses already so they're in place, there's one in my ward in Walsworth that we're looking at but I think we have to take the right time to do things properly. I don't think just slapping them in anywhere is the answer.
0: We've taken an awful long time already to try and build enough houses and we've singularly failed haven't we? Why would a Labour government succeed where others have failed?
1: I think that a Labour government will succeed where others have failed because we have experience of taking on this sort of project. What we're talking about is the largest um, building program of social affordable housing since 1945 Um, and it's about putting the investment in the reason we don't have these houses is there's been a lack of investment over a decade there is no money in the budget for social housing and if there's no money local councils can't build the social housing that's required and we can't look at building affordable housing
0: Now, in your constituency, the house price is among some of the higher median house prices in in the country. Should people be frightened that if we suddenly build lots of new houses in their area, that house prices are actually going to fall?
1: Um, We've had lots of houses built in the north of the constituency, and we haven't seen house prices falling. I think as long as we continue to make sure that the infrastructure is in place and that we support our high streets and develop our towns, there isn't an enormous risk of house prices falling. In Hitchin... um, People are being priced out of of the area, but because of high rents and extremely high house prices. So what we what we want to do is to ensure that we have truly affordable houses for local people, um, and that. That, but that also means making sure that the, the towns and the villages are supported.
0: Now building those houses and indeed zero carbon houses, taking rail into private o- uh, public ownership and uh, giving free broadband to everybody are just some of your party's pledges. How are you going to be able to afford the hundreds of billions of pounds you're proposing over a very short time?
1: It's quite simple actually. Um, we've obviously talked about an increase in tax for the top 5% of earners. And closing tax tax loopholes that prevent um, and that allow large corporations not to pay tax in the area in which they conduct business.
0: How are you going to close those loopholes? Because mostly that comes from things like profits being siphoned overseas. How are you going to stop that happening? It's it's a legitimate accounting uh, accounting method, isn't it? So how are you going to stop that happening?
1: Um, It involves bringing in legislation that makes this unacceptable and um, illegal in this country. So. This is something that I'm really keen to get sorted out because there are billions and billions of pounds of tax that could be being put to very good use in this country if these large corporations paid their way.
0: Now, if businesses start to find that that's punitive, then inevitably they're going to think twice about whether they want to be here. How are you going to reassure them and international investors and avoid a return to the 1970s crisis of debt inflation and devaluation?
1: I think what's important is that we look forward to working with these companies to make sure that they they, they meet their responsibilities. Um, what I want to see brought in is um, a system of fair tax um, Accreditation, so that we can actually celebrate the tax that companies pay, and show what it pays for in our in our country. So I think what we have to do is to work with these countries to ensure that they understand the import. They, sorry, these companies, with the, so they understand the importance of paying their way here and the benefit to them of public the public understanding that they are responsible businesses. Um,
0: Okay. So um you are going to tax the top five percent of earners nationally, that means seventy thousand per annum or more, doesn't it?
1: No, it means eighty thousand per annum or more. Eighty thousand per annum or more, and
0: given that the median income in this area is roughly a quarter higher than in the UK as a whole, it's going to affect more than five percent of people here, isn't it? What do you say to them when they say, Why should I give my money to the government? Why are they going to spend it wisely?
1: Um, I think the answer to that question is that <laughs> In order to support the most vulnerable in our society and to make a society work, we have to enable everybody to have a certain standard of living. And whilst there are certainly a higher proportion of people on the higher incomes in this uh, this, uh, constituency than in the country at large, on £80,000 a year, we're talking about £10 a month. That's all it is.
0: At £80,000 a year, but obviously if you earn more than that, it's more than £10 a month, right?
1: Yes, yes, of course.
0: OK, and this will completely fund the, the the hundreds of billions of pounds that you're proposing, the tax is all that's needed, is it? Or do but you need to borrow money as well?
1: We will need to borrow money. Uh, the manifesto, which is coming out on Thursday, will be fully costed, which means that constituents will have the opportunity to scrutinise exactly how we're saying we're going to pay for this. The issue, I think, with borrowing money is that the national debt hasn't gone down under the, the Conservative government. For the last 10 years, we have... Um, we've all suffered at the hands of austerity, only to see the national debt almost double. The Labour the Party don't have a problem with borrowing money to invest it, because if we invest it in the right places in the economy, the, the return is enormous, both social and monetary.
0: So there's a problem if the Conservatives double debt, but there isn't if you do, is that what you're saying?
1: My problem with the Conservatives doubling the debt is that they haven't put it back into the country. What they've done is give tax breaks to people who don't need any more money and let the poorest and most vulnerable of this of our society shoulder the burden of that. The difference with the Labour government is that that money goes back into the system. It supports our education system, our public services, our healthcare, which in turn gives a better return. It enables people at the lower end to spend money to. to have aspirations and to succeed. And that is a far better investment, which gives a far better return than tax breaks for the rich.
0: Now, the Labour Party's had sort of varying policies, it seems, from the outside on on Brexit. You seem to have settled on one now, which is to hold a second referendum, renegotiate and hold a second referendum. What's your personal view on Brexit? How would you campaign if you were in power and, as promised, held a second referendum?
1: I voted Remain in the 2016 referendum and I would I would vote Remain again and I would campaign for Remain. I do not believe that we can, even we, cannot negotiate a deal that is any better and that affords us the same opportunities and protections that we have within the EU. However, I don't think that it is democratically acceptable to revoke Article 50 without some process of confirmation from the public. And I cannot support a no-deal Brexit because it puts our public services on the table for unscrupulous trade deals.
0: So you think it's better to be in the European Union. Do you think the European Union is perfect? Do you accept people's worries about migration from the European Union and the threat to jobs here?
1: Of course these are very, very valid concerns. Um, The European Union is not perfect. It needs reform, but you can't reform something from outside. I I spend a lot of time on the doorstep talking to people who have concerns about immigration, but the net result of immigration in this country is not negative. It, It boosts our economy. And the jobs that immigrants are taking in our country and not the jobs that people here want. So actually this involves, what we need to do is to invest in support for people who are looking for jobs and create jobs so that there isn't an issue here. I think this is an issue of understanding as opposed to an issue of, of the reality of people from Europe taking jobs that British people want.
0: Now that view doesn't quite align does it with with the flexibility that you want that you've announced uh, just over the weekend that you want to control migration. So why would you want to control migration if it's a good thing?
1: Um, Migration generally is a good thing. Um, there's a, a valid concern amongst residents and constituents that um, immigration can put a burden on our our public services, on our schools. So, I, I think a, a certain amount of control isn't an issue. Personally, myself, I'm, I'm I support free movement.
0: So you're not completely aligned with the Labour Party's policy, which is not quite the same. You want flexibility on free movement, don't you, as a party?
1: Yes, we. I think the thing is going forward. If we become in, if we we're in power, that's we're going to be in power. I think as part of a coalition. So these are things that need. Oh, we'll, so
0: you you don't think you can win outright?
1: No, I don't think we can. I think, to be completely honest, the likelihood of a Labour majority in this situation is is slim. Um, I think that there will be a hung parliament. I think there will be a coalition. I would love to say there'll be a Labour majority, but given the volatility and the divide that has been created by Brexit, I think it will take time to rebuild the confidence in politics that is necessary for that sort of thing to happen. Who are
0: you going to be in a coalition with? I mean, the Liberal Democrats have said that, that they won't enter a coalition with anyone.
1: Yes, they have. I think that this is something that will have to be dealt Obviously, this is something we're going to have to deal with after the election. Um, whether it's a formal coalition or where, whether it's an agreement of support will depend on who's still holding their seats and who's in Parliament when the election finishes
0: but so there's but in a situation where the conservative party say were the the largest single party uh, but didn't have an overall majority you're saying that you think despite the fact the liberal democrats have said they won't enter a coalition with you that's actually what will happen
1: yes I, I think that's exactly what will happen
0: OK, um, let's move on a bit to um, the, the question about trust. Can Jeremy Corbyn and his key advisers be trusted? Um, during the, uh, the whole question of Brexit, in fact, during the referendum, there are those who said that Jeremy Corbyn is, is secretly a Brexiteer who really put no effort into the Remain campaign at all, um, even though he, he pretends that he thinks probably uh, Brexit is a bad idea, as currently, as currently envisaged. Um, and, and also that that the, you, in a time of real disarray in the other parties, you fumbled the leadership opportunity, you didn't seem to want an election. Is that really somebody who can lead this country?
1: I believe it is somebody who can lead this country. I wouldn't be standing as a Labour Party candidate on a Labour Party ticket. Um,
0: what would you say to someone who who said those sort of things to you? How can you reassure them that, that Jeremy Corbyn and his cabinet and his key advisers actually can be trusted because their views don't seem very clear and they seem to wave about all over the place?
1: I think that the Labour Party has tried very hard to... Find a position that works for as many people as possible. Unfortunately, this this is viewed by people at. The is
0: that really leadership? Just trying to be work for as many people as possible. That sounds like trying to get elected, doesn't it?
1: If we don't have a leadership who are trying to work for as many people as possible, they're only benefiting the few. So the tax, the, the the, excuse me, I need to. <laughs> I'm very dry mouth. Right, on Brexit. Jamie Corbyn has made no um, pretense that he isn't a Eurosceptic, he doesn't think that the EU is perfect. He does accept that the best position for us is within the EU and the vast majority of Labour Party members and the Parliamentary Labour Party are supportive of staying in the European Union and they hold him to account, we hold him as members of the Labour Party to account, so yes, I think he can be trusted and I genuinely believe that the best sort of leadership is that that takes account of everybody's views, not a very few polarised ones on the right or the left.
0: Okay, so Kate, tell us why you and the Labour Party are the right choice for Hitchin and Harpenden.
1: I am the right choice for Hitchin and Harpenden because I am a local resident who genuinely understands the things that matter to local people. I am of the community and, so, and I've been working in the community for a long time. At the Labour Party, we need a Labour Party... Sorry. We need a Labour government as soon as possible. I believe we need proper transformative social change if we are ever to repair the damage that has been done over the last decade. Investment in our public services, investment in our schools, um, proper public transport systems that work for people, not profit, and proper decisive action on climate change that brings people along and isn't. Um, it's we have to we have to encourage people to come with us, and that's why we need somebody who's from the community to do the job locally. Um, I'm a. I'm committed to community engagement and to supporting the most vulnerable of our society. Um, And I've got experience as a district councillor in casework and in legislation and negotiation. And so I think this makes me ideally suited to represent our constituency in the Houses of of Parliament.
0: Kate Art, Labour candidate for the Hitchin and Harpenden constituency. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You can find more Radio Verulam podcasts at com slash podcast and support our podcasts at com slash donate.